Is it possible to disagree and still be friends? The answer is yes, and we are here to prove it. Join our group of badass sirens as we step out of our comfort zone and onto our soapboxes to sound off on our latest adventure. We might not always agree, but we will always love each other. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. On February 26th, the Sirens had Renee Heil, founder of Saba Movement Center, on our show to talk about meditation. Please check out episode 15, Meditation 101. We took that information and during that from that podcast and also used some emails that she sent out for the Meditation 101. It's a 14-day journey into exploring the concept of meditation, trying out several different types of meditation, and we dove in, and we're ready to report back on our experience. So let's give a very special siren thank you, and welcome back to Renee. Welcome back. Yay! I'm so excited to be back with you guys. I'm sorry it's taken a little bit of time to for us to loop back together, but I'm super, super excited to hear about your guys' experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, and sort of where you've taken your meditation practice up until now. Well, thank you so much for coming back and putting up with us. We love that you're here. Uh, we're going to dive in deeper to meditation. Remember, girls, at any time, if the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango. Mango. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it weird. Keeping it weird. First up on her soapbox is me. So sorry, guys, you got to listen to me some more. But all right, I was super excited about this workshop. And honestly, I learned so much. Um, and I kind of feel like I've just scratched the surface and I want to keep going. I want to keep learning more. And I love how the workshop was set up and how it introduced some of the basics and focused on setting a sacred place and a sacred time. I'm still learning which time is best for me. I know that I can't do evenings because I put it off and then I forget. <laughs> and if it's in the afternoon, my mind's too awake and it starts to wander. And in the mornings, if I'm working from home, it's super easy to do. But if I have to leave to go do somewhere, it's kind of hard to fit that time in. I am obsessed with my meditation space. I have an extra shower tub thing in my, um, my master bathroom and we never use it. So I converted it to my sacred space with window clings with dandelions and Himalayan salt candles. And it just, I love it. It's pretty awesome. Um, I really thought I was going to like the meta meditation the best or the loving kindness. And I do. And it starts out really great. And like in my mind's eye, I could see like semicircles kind of going out and radiating, radiating out from me. And it's kind of trippy. Um, and it's really awesome. And then they get to the part in the recording where they're like, think of someone you're in conflict with. And then all of a sudden my eyes snap open and I don't even realize it. And I'm totally out of it. And just thinking about, all the things that have happened since forever. <laughs> um, so that one's not so good. Um, I did another one from Headspace and it was called Managing Stress in Uncertain Times. And she starts off with, you might need to meditate because of COVID and no job and distance from family. And I'm like, well, I am in a really shitty place now. So I don't even want to <laughs> meditate anymore. So I didn't even do that one. 
Uh, my favorite one was the great mantra. And in that experience, I kind of felt like it's going to sound really weird, guys. Felt like I was detached from my body and kind of above it. And that's my two minutes. But um, I love that. Really cool experience. I guess it was kind of like an out of body experience, but yeah. I can't wait to talk about that. And again, what, what, which meditation was that? That was the great, great the great mantra. Okay. Thank you. And, then and up next, next up is me, TC. And I'm just going to jump on. This is Siren TC. <clears throat> I was very excited to start a meditation practice but I was really unsure that I could calm my mind enough to do it. I found that one of the things I had to do to be successful was to set a timer. I kept thinking about how much time had passed and how much time was left. And then I would stop and I would look at my phone to see the time and I would see notifications and all of that was just a downward spiral into not meditating. So I had to set a timer when I did, then I didn't wonder how much time was left. I just waited to hear the tone. The other thing that was difficult for me, um, Elsie mentioned, was setting a, a time to commit each day. I really wanted to do it in the morning to set the tone for the rest of the day, but there were some mornings that I, really, I just wanted to sit and drink coffee and look at the sea and scratch my dog. So some mornings I did it and some mornings I scratched my dog until it was time to get ready for work. I'm looking at tortoises, things like that in the morning made that tough. My very favorite was the meta meditation, but my other favorite was the mantra meditation. And I enjoyed doing a search for mantras and finding one that spoke to me. And the one I chose was, I create my own path and walk it with joy. And so I would do the first part with an inhale, I create my own path. And then on the exhale, I would say, and walk it with joy. And that was a really good mantra for me. Even though I haven't really gotten to the point where I would say that I have my own personal meditation practice, I'm not quite there. Um, I know that the pathways are there in my brain. This morning, I was getting ready for a potentially rough day at work, and I decided to prepare by meditating. And I love that my mind went there, that that's the direction I headed. I did the meta meditation. May I be happy. May I be well. May I be safe. May I be peaceful and at ease. And I repeated this until I felt that it was so. And then, Elsie, I included the people at my work who are adding to the difficulties I'm facing right now. And while I thought of them, each one of them in my mind, I repeated, may you be happy, may you be well, may you be safe, may you be peaceful and at ease. And I realized that if each of them felt those things, we would all get along better. So I knew I meant the well wishes. I know that I have a long way to go, but I've made progress. And I think having this organized information was really helpful to me. So I would recommend doing the, uh, the meditation 101. That was helpful in my practice. And next up is Jess. Yeah, so I, um, it's really interesting to me that we're both, that we're all like so far each enjoying a different type. Um, but I knew nothing about meditation. Um, I was definitely interested in it, but I, I didn't know that there were so many different kinds, which is really cool because I did enjoy trying all the different kinds and finding out which ones worked for me. Um, I found that the, just the basic one that we did with Renee on our first, um, recording the counting, um, was really good. 
and my second one, I kind of alternated between the two, um, was the um, body scan because I found that it gave me something to focus on, <laughs> like either the counting or the body scan, because otherwise I would, my brain would just start, oh, you know, if I started like thinking about people, it would just be like, oh yeah. And then that happened. Oh, and then I need to do that. And, and it would just spiral out of control. So um, I found that the counting, I had to keep count. <laughs> so <that helped> me <laughs> uh, and then um, doing the body scan, it just made me like focus on the different parts of my body. And it, it kept me it's, it's weird that like me needing to meditate made me need to focus because, <laughs> you know, it's supposed to just kind of be letting everything go, but I'm like, I can't do that. Cause then otherwise my brain is going to be all over the place. Um, I didn't really designate a space because to me, my sunroom is kind of my peaceful place where I go and just drink coffee, read a book, catch up on Facebook or anything like that. Um, so I just would go there and sit on a couch and set a timer and, and do that and then take my notebook with me and write down what I thought about each of the different um, methods. But I definitely don't have a practice. Definitely need to work on that because it was really good. Um, I find that I have more time for it in the morning, but I like it better after work when I can kind of like de-stress from the day. Um, so I found it to be better for me in the evening to kind of like drop the shoulders <laughs> uh, and, and just loosen up that way. So um, I still need to figure out the best time. But next up is Mur. Thank you. So I struggled with this activity a bit. Um, I had a hard time. I had a hard time making time each day to practice meditation and... I think that's because uh, my space is chaotic right now. That's like a whole another long story. But day one of the Meditation 101 he had us create a sacred space. And when we started this journey, it was still winter here in Cincinnati. So outdoor space wasn't really a good option for me. And my indoor space is a little crowded right now. Um, but as with many things, I'm noticing <laughs> when I'm throwing a hurdle, I have a really hard time leaping over it instead of like, I often find myself standing in front of what feels more like a roadblock than a hurdle. Right. So I, and I believe that my external chaos prevented me from fully immersing myself into um, the meditation experience. However, I did read the lesson every day and I took notes and I feel like I learned a lot about what meditation is and how it um, is connected to yoga, which is another practice I really want to learn more about. Um, I learned about, I learned a lot about mindfulness and different types of meditations and yoga practices and why you practice those different types. Um, my biggest takeaway though, was that working on this type of internal exploration is really difficult for me. It puts me way further out of my comfort zone than I ever thought it would be. And I think that uh, I've always known this on some level, but forcing myself to reflect on these lessons in meditation really allowed me to, um, to recognize this. So I know that this is an opportunity to 
step out of my comfort zone and improve. So I'm going to challenge myself to a week of yoga at night um, for the next week. I'm going to start either tonight or tomorrow night. Haven't decided that yet, but so that's my soapbox. Um, Renee, do you have any advice for people who struggle to commit to a meditation or a yoga practice? It seems like that might be a common theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've just uh, explained most of my day, right? <laughs> um, sorry about that. Um, I think the one thing that I would say to all of you guys, um, and I would challenge you to do was the fact that remember, this is a practice, right? It's not a product, right? And you need to take should, right? I should have out of, uh, out of your vocabulary, hundred percent, right? We all should, should take should out of it because the practice of meditation is just that it's a practice, right? So the fact that, um, LC, right. When she, you know, did the meta meditation and all of a sudden you're like, her eyes got really big, right. There's times when my eyes get really big like that too, when I do a meta meditation practice. Right. And that's okay. Cause that's what part of the practice is. Right. And TC, you know, when you're sitting there scratching the dog in the morning or staring at Portai town, right. And having your cup of coffee and you're not doing anything, but being a hundred percent present, you're meditating, right? It's not a, an official meditation that you might be able to Google on the internet, but it is a meditation. It is taking that time to allow your mind to, to be what it needs to be instead of what we think it should be. Right. And Jess, the thing that struck me is the fact that you do know that it doesn't have to be at the same time every day. Right the idea of creating the same time is that it creates a habit and it makes it a little bit easier to stick with. But if some mornings are really great for you to meditate and you're like, Oh, this is fabulous. I've got a little extra time. I'm going to do it. All right. Perfect. But if at the end of the day, you're like, even if you meditated in the morning and you're like, today was pardon my language shit. I need a little extra meditation right? And you go sit in the sunroom and you, you know, and you're like, okay, fine. I'm going to sit here for five minutes and I'm not going to do anything else, but sit here and be in my space and be comfortable with where I'm at. That's meditation. That's a meditation practice in and of itself, right? So whether you do it at the same time every day, that's really a behavior change practice more than it is a meditation practice. Meditation is really there anytime you need to quiet your mind kind of thing. And I think that that's the way that people need to look at a yoga practice too. Um, I, I've been having this conversation with people in our studio um, over the last couple of weeks about should. <clears throat> well, I should be doing this, right? Or I was down here during season and this is what I did. So when I go back up North, I should be doing this. And it's like, no, you should, I mean, Ideally, you should move your body every day, right? But does it have to be yoga every day? No, not necessarily. It might've been yoga every day when you were down in Florida for the season, but it's not yoga every day up North. It's yoga every other day up North. And it's hiking in between, or it's diving in between, or it's some other activity in between. So I think the biggest thing 
that I've been trying to coach people to do is to take that should out of your vocabulary, right? It is what it is. Embrace the, embrace the feels, embrace the current moment, right? And allow it to be what it is supposed to be at that moment in time, right? So the fact that you hit a wall when you do a meta meditation isn't that there's something wrong with your meditation practice. It's that that's the wall that you need to work on next. Now that wall might take you five minutes to solve, or it might take you 50 years, right? It, it, there is no, but that's, that's where you're at at that moment in time. And accepting that I think is the, is the other big piece of this type of a practice, whether it be yoga or anything else. And I think part of the challenge with a yoga practice is that there's the yoga practice that's the physical asana, right? Which is more like a workout, right? And so, yes, everybody should be moving at least 30 to 60 minutes every day because that we are, our bodies are designed to move, whether it be yoga or any other type of movement, right? So that is the only should that I would put out there, right? But your yoga practice, honestly, we did, um, I went away with the girls for the, this past, I went away with some of my girlfriends for this past weekend. And they said, would you teach a yoga practice on Sunday morning? I was like, sure. So we did a sunrise yoga practice down on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. I did not have any intention that it was going to be an hour and a half practice. It was going to be an hour practice. It was going to be a 20 minute practice. It was just going to be what it was based on where we were at. And we, saw something out in the water. So we stopped practice and we looked to try to figure out what it was. Have no idea what it was for all we know. It was a piece of driftwood. Right? It was an alien. <laughs> it was an alien. <laughs> it was an alien. <laughs> it sure was, of it. You know, and or then Nessie. We, yeah, it was Nessie. Then we had to stop and make a little bit of fun of the tourists because there was a Portuguese man of war on the beach and they wanted to go touch it. And we had to scream at them and say, don't touch leave the jellyfish alone. They are not good to play with. Um, you know what I mean? So silly. I know, but (laughs) it was the most, but it was the most amazing practice, but it wasn't what you would think of a yoga practice should be right. It probably took us somewhere around an hour and a half in there in the middle, there was coffee and there was all of this other stuff going on, but we were all a hundred percent there in those moments in time, moving our body in a way that our bodies felt better afterwards. So Mm -hmm. same thing from a meditation perspective, whether you do two minutes or 20 minutes, if at the end of it, you feel better scratching the dog, staring at the tortoise, you know, um, sitting in the bathtub, Elsie, when I come back up to Cincinnati, I got to see the meditation space. Like, I so <laughs> want to see this meditation space. Um, it doesn't matter, but you're just a hundred percent present. And if you think about how our mind works, most of the time, we're trying to do 12 things at, at a time. And our mind goes like this, and we're not a hundred percent present for any of it other than when you guys do the podcast, because then you're a hundred percent present. Right. So those would be, that would be. I was like really agreeing with you. I like, we are 100% present right now. Hanging on to every word, Renee, even <laughs> taking notes. Look at this. 
that's a type of that in and of itself is that type of meditation right the fact that you you hit a wall and you jot down okay well wait a minute this is what the wall is that in and of itself is a meditation so i think we need to get away from this do i think it's something that we should do every day yes because it's good for us but and it's easier from a habit as a human to do it at about the same time every day, right? To create a pattern. You never forget to brush your teeth in the morning. Well, almost never forget to brush your teeth in the morning, right? I work from home, so I'm just going to forget you said that. <laughs> but you know I mean? don't think I've brushed them yet today. But you didn't get, you didn't forget to get up and make the coffee. How's that? I did not. <laughs> that happened. Get up and make the coffee. <laughs> Right. So whatever it is in the morning that you do, you get into this pattern. And so it, it always gets to be part of what you do. That's why we say, find that time that works for you, mm-hmm. but don't at all beat yourself up. If that time changes from one day to the next, or if it's five o'clock every day, but Friday, cause five o'clock on Friday is happy hour, right? <laughs> That's true. Hey, so I'm, you touched on a couple of things that I have been really thinking about a lot today. So I, I had to put my, my soapbox into words today and, and that really forced me to kind of reflect on this whole experience. And I've decided that this, these roadblocks are really, they're just excuses, right? So I, I need to just eliminate those excuses. Well, I mean, I know you're shaking your head now, but in some way they are, um, and you know, I can, I waste five minutes a day blasting tunes. It's a freaking video game on my phone, right? So why not just close my eyes and set a timer for five minutes instead? So I, I really feel like, um, I have, I have room for improvement. This is not where I was going. I had a different, I had a different point I was trying to make when I started this ramble. Dang. All right. Hold on. You guys talk. You guys are talking about writing notes and stuff. Something I I meant to mention on my soapbox was that journaling during this whole thing really helped. And part of it it was an actual um, like meditation journal I found on Amazon. And um, it does say, you know, time and that I was really focused on the time part, but it helped me to see, well, this is the times that I'm really into doing this. And these are the other times where I'm like, my mind's not in the game. The other thing that it helped was seeing which ones really made me happy because it makes you evaluate like how you feel afterwards and what worked for you. And I could go back and, and kind of redo that or see where my roadblocks are <laughs> in my walls. No. And I think, I think you're right, Elsie. I think you're right. Like looking back at this, taking that time and reflecting back, gives you a lot of feedback if that's not something that you're in the habit of doing on a regular basis. So I think that it's perfect. And I love this idea of um, journaling afterwards because a lot of times like you'll meditate and then something will pop into your head and you're like, all right, I got to put this down. In my world, I stick a pin in it, right? I have to put it down, but I don't know necessarily what that means right? Like what am I, what am I going to do with that? Right. So my eyes may have popped open when I was thinking about a meta meditation and I hit on one person, but I don't hundred percent know what that means. And I've got to process through that a little bit. So it gives you that time to look back and reflect on it. Um, and I do think it's, 
part of learning yourself to know when is the right time of the day for you, right? I'm a morning person. Let's be completely honest. If you spend any amount of time with me, you know, about 830, I'm going horizontal, whether anybody else is around or not, I'm going to curl up in my little ball underneath my little blanket. And I'm going to be perfectly happy because I'm going to probably be up at about 430 in the morning anyway. Dang. (laughs) Early. (laughs) Well, depending, you know, but like, that's, you know what I mean? Like you have to sort of learn that about yourself as well. And I think that reflection piece is important. I'm not saying that finding that right time of day for you isn't important at all, but it doesn't have to be the, the primary focus. But I think the reflection piece is important. So I think that that's where the point I was trying to make as I was reflecting on all the, the um, ways that I didn't meditate, I realized that I really do do a lot of meditating. I color in coloring books all the time. I am constantly doodling. Um, I paint, I pull out pieces of chipboard and I just paint and then I bind them into journals. So I do these things that keep me focused on I don't know. It, it's a form of meditation for me. It is. Yeah. The, the coloring books for me, I have a whole bunch. I have a whole stack of them in the studio. And when I like hit a wall, I'm like, okay, so I pull out a coloring book and I'm sitting there scribbling and coloring and, you know, things move forward. Yeah. Just like scratching the dog or drinking your coffee and watching the sea. <laughs> so I, I was happy that you, that you, said that those are, you know, those are different types of meditation because made me feel like, I don't know, validated my feelings about my artwork. (laughs) (laughs) What she's saying is kind of going back to um, our friend Paul Boynton and how he's always saying, be gentle with yourself. Like, I feel like that's been a, a pretty big theme for the, the rabbit hole we've been going down for the past couple yeah. of months is just, just be gentle with yourself. Like you, I mean, Renee's telling us, you know, we're all like, oh, I don't know. We don't have this practice. And she's like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Most people don't, um, you know, well, and, and even those people who do will tell you that they struggle. I mean, even yogis who have been practicing for, all right, so here's a perfect example. Um, I'm working with, uh, uh, there's a yoga instructor that works with me at the studio. Okay. She's been practicing for 20 years. Like I have, she's incredibly educated in yoga. Um, in fact, more educated in yoga than I am. And we've been talking about the fact that because right now in Florida, this is season and we've been super, super busy that our practice, our personal practices have fallen away, right? So we spent 20 minutes the other day trying to figure out how we could help each other get back into our own personal practice, like how we could practice in a way that served us, not only serving our clients, right? So we now take each other's classes. We now have a couple of times that we've scheduled to go take classes at other people's studios not to, this isn't like, oh, I'm going to go check somebody else out. This is like, I'm going to feed my soul by taking someone else's yoga class that I'm not the one that's teaching. Exactly. It's like a therapist going to therapy. Exactly. Exactly. But 
two people who have been practicing yoga for 20 years had to sit down and put our heads together and figure out how we were going to do this. Because once you fall out of that, right, or something comes up or something happens, insert any of the above, then you have to sort of refocus yourself and how are you going to get back to it? Yeah. And you have to be deliberate. You have to be deliberate about where you spend your time mm-hmm. because your time's valuable. Right. So you can either, you know, blast tunes or take five minutes to connect with your yo self. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I think, I think sometimes too, though, you have to do both. Well, blasting tunes is probably a form of meditation. Let's be clear. But I think sometimes I think you have to do both. Like, and we talked about this on the first podcast about like, from a yoga perspective, do you meditate before or after you do the physical practice? Right. And there's a debate. You could put 20 yogis in a room and you're going to get 10 saying one thing and 10 saying the other. Right. But there are days that you physically have to let it out first. Right. Mm Mm-hmm before you can actually, okay, fine. I've let it all out. Now I can sit other days. You have to sit in order for it to be let out. Right. Well, the, Go ahead. You were saying it's a practice. The more you practice and you get to know yourself and how you're going to do during meditation, then you're going to get to the point where, you know, okay, I just, I need to let it out before I do this, or I need to, I need to meditate before I yoga. So you got to just keep at it. And I love that you had an accountability, accountability buddy too, to help you out, which is kind of what us girls do too, and help each other out. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote, find your tribe. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I think Jess is the one that hit the nail on the head. And that is the fact that we, I think we as women are worse but we as humans are bad at being self-critical, right? We don't look in, you guys didn't say, you did a little bit, but it wasn't like, you know, we should have been saying, oh my God, look, I started a meditation practice and this was all my successes, right? Your successes were mixed in with your failures from a, not necessarily, oh, well, this is what I noticed, here, but more of self-criticism, right? And we need to be a little, we need to learn as humans. And then I think as women in particular to be much more gentle with ourselves and say, Hey, wait a minute. No, I did it. Whether it took me 14 days or 28 days or days, I started something and I learned something from that process really insightful. I didn't even think about that, but <clears throat> as I go back and think about each of our soapboxes, we talked about what we didn't accomplish. We didn't yeah. really, I mean, I think every now and then we hit on, yeah, I did this, this thing worked, this thing happened. This was my favorite. But for the most part, we were all just like, we mostly talked about what we didn't accomplish. What? Yeah, I, don't I, know. I, I don't know how I, you change those pathways in the brain to focus on what you do accomplish versus what you don't. It's so bizarre. I thought the same thing, not until she just pointed it out, not until Renee just pointed it out to us though. Like why weren't we more proud of all the the things we learned? Well, you know, when Jess said, 
that Paul Boynton points out that we need to be gentle with ourselves. My first thought when she said that was, man, that's easier said than done. And it is. I, I really struggle with that. I can list for you right now a lot of the things I'm not good at. Um, I'm going through a little bit of a tough time right now, and I'm having a harder time. I would have a, a more difficult time pointing out my strengths right now probably than at most other points in my life. I'm, it's, that's a, that's a really great insight for me. So between Renee and Jess, thank you. What'd you say, Jess? I said, you're fucking awesome. Say it again. Say it again. You're fucking awesome. Well, I was just going to say virtual hug, virtual hug, virtual hug. Well, and I, I, you know what? I mean, there's, I'm thinking back to the original question is like, why are we so hard on ourselves? Like why, you know, I think it's, um, I think it's Western society and this drive to be something, right? Whatever that is and the pressure that we put on ourselves for that. Um, I think it is, I, I, don't, I don't know where it comes from. I, I do notice, at least in the individuals that I work with, I notice it more in women than men right? Women tend to be more self-critical or potentially more verbal about their self-criticism, right? And I don't know, you know, which one that is, um, but I see that. But if I were, so my challenge, so you guys had asked me prior to the podcast, like, what should the challenge be this week, right? And I think from my perspective, what I would say the challenge should be is you should challenge each of your listeners to each day, write down five things that are wonderful about themselves, five things that they've accomplished over the course of the day, five things that they have done that are good, instead of focusing on the five things that they maybe didn't get done. Right. Or the, you know, the meditation practice that didn't happen that day versus potentially, hey, wait a minute. Today, I actually put some effort into trying to figure out how to meditate. Yeah. Or for Mer, it can be brushing our teeth. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll be like, I brushed my teeth today. It was yeah. great. I took a shower, like all kinds of cool well, things happened today. I didn't do that. <laughs> Okay, so the rule at our house in Florida is three days. If you haven't been in the shower in three days, whether you've been in the ocean or the pool, it doesn't matter, into the shower every three days. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my question. If you go for a dive and at the dive shop, you take the hose and you do a really thorough body rinse and put leave-in conditioner stream to see on your hands, <laughs> shameless that plug. Count as a shower because absolutely not. This, we have this ongoing argument. I swear that's a shower. That's a shower. You gotta, you gotta get in your nooks and crannies, Miss. That is not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> your nooks and crannies. They love that. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, given the fact that, so the only thing I'm going to say to that is, given the fact that that rule started because we had children that were young enough that needed to get into the shower. No, one must get into the shower and actually use the soap. The soap must be wet. On your body. 
Yes. <laughs> I I have teenage daughters and when they were younger, I mean, now they really do care a lot about their yeah. Their, their hygiene but when they were little it was like they'd sip out of the shower with dry hair like yeah i washed my hair like you are lying <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how you are you're not even trying to hide it <laughs> but i do i do challenge you my challenge to you guys this week is to uh is to find some five amazing things and if you need me to if you at all get stumped I guarantee you, I can give you five things about each of you off the top of my head right now, right? So if you get stumped this week, I know I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) Right now, right now, I want all five of us to say one thing about ourselves that we, that is amazing. And I'll go first because I'm so fucking excited that I rescued a colony of bees yesterday. So I think that's pretty amazing about myself. That's fucking awesome. badass. Um, <laughs> Jess, Jess, tell us something about your awesome about yourself. I have a lot of empathy. Oh, I yeah. Always cry. That is so important. All right, Jess, who are you throwing it to? TC. <laughs> you can just repeat what I said. I don't know. You're way more... I do have empathy. I'm not very, I don't have a lot of sympathy, but I know. <laughs> well, she is, she is awesome. Why is this? Like, I can think of so many things for you right now. TV. I know. Like, come on, girl, get on it. Uh, one awesome thing is that. Um... Okay. We'll give it to her. Everybody give her one. If she's struggling this week, we'll all give her one. You are one of the most adventurous people that I know, and I consider myself fairly adventurous. You are one amazing teacher. I learn from you every day. Every time I talk to you, I feel like I learned something from you. You are super organized in like money. Wow. (laughs) I need to talk to you. (laughs) Spreadsheets, girl, those go on for days. (laughs) You have an amazing smile. And when you smile, it makes me smile. And I'm sure it's that way for everybody in your life. I would agree. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Renee, what's something awesome about yourself? Um, I don't give up. I am far from perfect. I stumble a lot, but for whatever reason, I put on my big girl panties, pull on my <laughs> cowboy boots, right? I get up and I try again. Like the imperfect Phoenix. Imperfect. Yes, I'm perfectly imperfect. And what about you, Elsie? I'm super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you are not super awkward. <laughs> my superpower um i'm i can kind of creative I, i'm kind of creative, creative. <laughs> i know creative. with her shimmer background That's shimmer right. shimmer shimmer you <laughs> made and the earrings and all the the art and the earrings look at jess's earrings there they are yep they Those are amazing look at nice <laughs> 
We we still haven't let TC off the hook. She hadn't said something nice about herself. Yeah, I thought you did. I thought you let me off the hook because you wanted to. <laughs> oh, no. We gave you four things. Now you just need to come up with one more. Um, I... I... I really love to learn. I'm a good learner. You are a good learner. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a really good pet mom too. You're a great yes. dog mom and a great tortoise mom. Oh, and you're letting what? your spider live there. Yeah, you, you cohabitat or cohabit whatever with a spider. That's kind of nice of you. Ophelia, is she still there? Yeah. That spider's huge. Braver <laughs> than me, girl. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's leave the spider out of the conversation for the short term. <laughs> Ophelia is a friend of the show, Renee. <laughs> you when you started meditating hold what was i when i started meditating um when i first started meditating or when meditation became a regular piece of what i did yeah yeah that one regular Um, so i reg i started really regularly meditating after i went to the ashram in 2019 so really relatively recently So I'd done it on and off. Um, Typically at the end of, you know, everyone's been through a yoga practice and at the end they come into Shavasana, right? That that lying on your back pose, that corpse pose, um, right? So I always had- My favorite part of the practice. Yes. We start (laughs) and finish my practices in in Shavasana. So, um, So, yeah, so I think that I had always done that piece of it. And depending upon the style of yoga that you do, that can be up to five or 10 minutes at the end of a a yoga practice. So that was always a piece of my yoga practice. But when I started deliberately meditating as a separate activity from my physical asana practice was after I went to the ashram. Um, And it was primarily because it was so powerful right? So we had practiced it. So at the ashram, so I don't know if I shared last time, but um, long story short, at the ashram, you get up at 530, you have a two, basically an hour and a half to two hour chanting, meditation, practice, and then, you know, a little bit of a lecture from the guru, right? Then you do your physical practice, then you have breakfast, then you work at the ashram, then you study, then you have class, right? And then you do everything in reverse. So then you do your afternoon or evening practice, physical asana practice. Then you have dinner and then you do your evening meditation. And that cycle of just doing that meditation on a regular basis just became really, really powerful. Um, It opens up a lot of things and it forces you to have to deal with a lot of things you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly sometimes. Um, but it can be really powerful if you embrace the process, not the product, because there is no end result, but the process of going through that. And since then, I the days that I don't meditate are much harder days than the days that I do. I love that you said that about the process. As I When I was writing my soapbox today, I thought, 
you know, my destination didn't end up the same, but I really did enjoy the journey. And I'm glad that I learned about, I learned this thing about myself. I learned that um, it's hard for me to focus on internal work. So I'm excited to (laughs) force myself to do it more often. (laughs) Good, good, good. I noticed, sorry, was that TC? I noticed too that you're right on the days that I meditate, I feel better. And it's like exercise on the days that I exercise, I feel better. I bitch and complain and sit in my, you know, running pants and gym shoes for a couple hours before I do it. But when I finally do it, I feel great. (laughs) I'm like, why did I wait so long to do something that makes me feel so good? So that's something I need to work on. Yeah, that's what I was going to say about this morning. It definitely got me in a much better headspace to go to work this morning. So it's it's really helpful. And it was nice, even though, you know, I'm not maybe where I thought I would be. The positive is that it's there. It's in my back pocket. I can pull it out now when I need it. I had yeah. I had the the well wishes for the, the meta meditation, my favorite, and I, I pulled it out and it it definitely helped me. Yeah. It's nice to have that toolkit for sure. And I think I love that word. I love that word word toolkit, right? This isn't the answer to everything. This doesn't solve, you know, this isn't the magic bullet, just like putting on your running shoes and going for one run. Isn't the answer to the world's problems, but it is a tool in your toolkit that you can use to help balance yourself or center yourself whenever you need to do it. Um, And you can do it whenever you need to, you know, before you have dinner with someone that you're not. It might be a challenging dinner. (laughs) (laughs) There might be some issues that come up. Okay. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Jess. I'm going to, I'm going to do some counting meditations. Okay. I can do this. I can do this or, you know, or a mantra meditation or, um, Mur, I think, I think you need a Ganesh. You, do you know who Ganesh is? Of course she does. She Come disappeared. On, she's my friend. Well, I kind of figured, see, you know, would, you know, would, Ganesh. I, would I leave her in Cincinnati and move to an Island in the middle of the sea? There you go. I said, said it. it. Without leaving a Ganesh in her possession, there's no way I would do such a thing. She set like 10 Ganeshes out on a windowsill and said, pick one to keep with you. I'm taking the rest with me. That's my original one. That's the first one I ever got. Is it really? Hmm. And now he's mine. So so you just need to embrace... Murrah's is you just need to embrace Ganesh because he's the remover of obstacles. But Gosh, why do I forget that? I know I love him for that. Well, but in my mind, remover of obstacles, but he's Lord of obstacles. So he can put them in your place if you need them. Yes. But I, from my perspective, he doesn't remove them. He teaches you to go over, under, around, or through. So that's just how like I, the rat, just like the rat. That's his vehicle. Yeah. That's how I've always looked at him is, is less of, right. He's not, he's not gonna, it's not like he's some magical, you know, genie he's coming down and he's taking the obstacle and going, Oh, you know, it's really hard for you to have to do this. So pluck it's gone. No, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, here's your obstacle. 
You don't have to go over it. No one said you had to go over it. Bust through that. Motherfucker. That's the first time I said fuck today on the podcast, I think, by the way. <laughs> we are like almost an hour in. Or be like, you know what? That obstacle isn't something that I have to tackle. Like, it's not. Sometimes I think we have obstacles in front of us and we look at this as something that we, okay, this is in front of me and I have to, I have to deal with it and I have to address it and then I have to move forward. And it's like, sometimes, no, you don't. You can go and go right around that obstacle. And sometimes that's a better answer for you based on where you're at. But he will throw you up obstacles if you, if you need them. Yeah, I um I also like him because he eats too much. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's a chubby little guy with an exploding tummy. With an exploding tummy. <laughs> Everyone needs a snake belt. <laughs> I think we're digressing. Yeah. <laughs> Renee, you mentioned that you have some questions for us. Did you have questions that you wanted to throw out at us? Well, so I thought um, you guys, we've sort of hit on a lot of them. Oh, one good. Them, so one of them was, did you guys find a one particular time that worked for you? And we sort of talked a little bit about that. It sounds like there was some sacred space finding, right? Yeah, let me, um, I want to hit on that though, because I built a sacred space. I hung um, a Ganesh um, tapestry in a room and that was my sacred space and I never used it. I, I found that for me going outside because I live somewhere where you can all the time was better. And there was a spot out on my patio that worked for me in the morning but this morning when I meditated, I put a mat down in Tortai Town and I meditated in Tortai Town with the tortoises and a couple of them joined me. And that was really nice. So I, I um, outside just in general was my sacred space. See, and I think, I think I would love to meditate outside as well. And now that it's warming up in Cincinnati, that's an option. When we started this, I think it was February, right? That was the date we said February. It was not an option in Cincinnati. It was really fucking cold. There may, we got a, we had a record snowfall this year. So, I mean, I guess it, it could have been an option, but I would have been, I would have to bundle up. I don't know. I just. The part of me, I, I just want my kids to, I love my kids. I love my kids, but I'm ready for them to grow up so I can move to an island. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have an RV. So we bought an RV, right? For those of you guys who don't know, we bought an RV. We now have a, tra- a travel trailer. I don't know what to call it. It's um, I call it the gypsy soul. Megan calls it the Nobo. It's a no boundaries is the brand name. Um, Nobo. Nobo. So my favorite thing to do though, and it's cold down here, right? If you're sitting on the water down here in February in Florida, it's like 55, 60 degrees outside. It's cold. Let me tell you my most favorite meditation time. The dog and I get up at about five o'clock. We curl up outside. There's an outside plug for my heated blanket. I curl up in my big outside chair 
right? And I sit there and I meditate under my heated blanket that's plugged into the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I love being outside. So Tracy, the idea that you would have an inside meditation space kind of tickles me. I know. I I set it all up. I had it all set up and ready to go. And I did not use it even one time. Every time I meditated, it was outside. Yeah. I think maybe instead of a a, a space, maybe I should focus more on a a meditative, like a pillow that I can use for my meditations, like more of a, a seat, a place to rest my body as opposed to a physical location to perform the meditation. I did that. I had an orange blanket that I folded up and that's what I sit on the orange blanket. So Hmm. I'm going to think about that. I like it. Mm -hmm. Then you can take it anyway. So, yeah. So those were the things that I, that I thought of. And it's interesting too, you know, the medic, the meditation course that, um, and I've gotten some feedback from some clients that I've had this year in the meditation course and in some other courses that I don't give them the answers. It was the same comment that I got from students when I was at the university. Um, and I was like, nope, not going to give you the answers. Right. So this meditation course that I designed wasn't designed to just lead you through meditations. It was really designed to try to stimulate you guys to think about what meditation was for you and how to make it work for your world and your life. And that was going to be my next question. But the feedback I've gotten from you guys is maybe even though it wasn't hundred percent comfortable, I might have been semi-effective in that. I I 100% agree with you. Yep. I I think that um, the final day of your course, if I remember correctly, is a reflection. And I, I think that if you, if you, if the participants in your course take the time to sit back and think over the, if it took them 14 days or if it took them 28 days, like you said, to complete it, you know, what did you learn from that? And I think if they, if they take the time to do that, then I feel like they would find it beneficial as well, in my opinion. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So what other things would you, um, so I will, um, you know, ask you guys, what other things would you have wanted me to include? Because I do want to do some revisions, add in some stuff, just pointed out some errors that we had in some of the emails. Thank you, Jess. I love your <laughs> um, precision. Um, I I'm more confused. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. This makes no sense. Um, So thank you guys for being um, one of the first few people through the course, but what other things would you have wanted to see? No, I really liked when you included the link. What was the dude's name? The meta meditation. We had a link. Oh, Kevin or something. Kyle. 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 Yeah. I I liked that. I I liked meditating with him as well. Yeah. And it was helpful to me as like the first time going through the meta meditation, um, to, to go through that with him. I didn't have to set a timer on the days I did meta meditation because he was my timer. So I really enjoyed that. I'd like to see maybe some YouTube videos of you doing it, Renee. Let's see your beautiful face. Ah, yes, there are some, (laughs) I I did record some, so I'll, I'll put those up and add those in. Maybe, um, one night 
after this is released, we could all go live and do a Facebook meta meditation. Ooh, I like it. What do you think think that you could leave? Ready to go Facebook live with us? I would go, I could do a Facebook live with you guys and do a meta meditation. Yeah. All right. Well, you pick the date. It'll be um, sometime between April 30th and May 6th, whatever night works for you. If you want to do more than one, I'm down for that as well. But if you pick at least one night, um, we can go live at like, I know it'll be way past your bedtime, but we like to do things at 9 p.m. around here. No, you could do it. (laughs) I'll I'll drink some coffee. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, we can totally do that. I would love that. I think that would be a lot of fun. I think that would be a lot of fun. fun. All Uh, right. Well, we're going to hold you to it. I'm excited about that. Along that same line, I will invite you guys to do, um, if you guys, as my guests, if you guys would like to try Yoga Nidra. Um, Yoga Nidra is, it's called Yoga Sleep, um, but it is a yoga practice that's more meditation than it is a physical asana practice. And we are starting one of those in May you guys would like to jump into that class think of it as like you know those times when you're sort of really drowsy but you're not really asleep yet but you're sort of feeling all of that relaxed fuzziness that's Mm -hmm. the best way to describe at least from my perspective to describe yoga nidra Um, but one of our instructors is teaching that class and so I would invite you guys to try that it would be at the end of probably at might even be during one of your podcasts. So we might have to record it for you or something, but we'll get you guys a yoga need your class to try. That would be great. That sounds awesome. I think you guys, I th- it would be interested to hear what you guys think about that after having done meditation and how that dovetails into everything else. Yeah. I think we're, we're all for that. That sounds exciting. Perfect. We can do that. Cool. So did you have any other questions for us, Renee, or did we pretty much cover everything that you wanted to talk about tonight? I think you guys covered everything that I was really kind of trying to get sort of where you guys were at. I mean, I think, you know, just at the nail on the head, right? We all have to be much more gentle with ourselves than we are. Um, Agreed. You know, and maybe we need to go back to that um, meta meditation and focus on the first circle harder then we start to focus on those other circles and when we hit that wall on those outer circles come back to that first circle again yeah i like that i like that plan actually my my challenge to myself is to start with a meta meditation um either tonight or tomorrow tomorrow night before i go to bed and just send the or maybe tomorrow morning i don't know it's going to happen in the next 24 hours to 36 Where, where's hours. Your guy? Where's your guy? What's his name? Ganesh. Ganesh. Ganesh yeah. It's going to happen. I'm going to do a meta meditation. And, um, I, and, and I really feel like, you know, it's just our theme right now, just sending out the vibes, all the positivity that we can in the universe. And I'm, I'm really excited to do that actually. So I, I know we had a challenge of the week, um, before we, before we hopped on tonight, but we are totally going to skip that. And we are going to, I love Renee's challenge. 
to write down five things each day that you are proud of. And we are going to do that as well. I am going to personally, I'm not going to speak for the rest of the sirens. I'm going to write them down in a notebook and take a picture and post it as a uh, a picture on the social medias. And I'm going to hashtag siren soapbox. And I hope that all of you will do the same. Our I clearly need to do that. So I will take that challenge as well. I'll write them down and post a picture every day for the next week. Awesome. All right. I'm excited for you to do that, Tracy. I'm in. Yes. Right. Awesome. Doing it. <laughs> doing it. I'll do it. All right. So we'll start that. Uh, this is going to be released on April 30th. So we're going to begin on Friday, April 30th. We're going to post five things each day that we're proud of, that we're proud of ourselves for. And I want to thank the sirens this week. We had Tracy all the way from St. Croix, the little tiny rock in the middle of the Caribbean Sea. We had Elsie and Jess and me, Mer, joining us from the mainland. And Renee, again, thank you so much. We enjoyed having you on just as much this time as we did last time. I really just from the bottom of my heart want to thank you for all, um, all of your time. It's been enlightening. Very enlightening. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for your patience and grace with me to get the second one scheduled. You guys have been truly a lot of fun to work with. Um, and I'm wishing you guys, well, we're going to do yoga nidra. We're going to do a meta meditation. I have a feeling I'm not necessarily leaving you anytime soon. And God, I hope not that, <laughs> for that. I feel truly blessed. So Aww. thank you. Good. Thank you. If you want to get in touch with Renee and you want to learn more about meditation and you want to join some of her classes, please look for her at sabamovementcenter.com and we will be sure to post links to Renee's website on all of our social media pages. And thank you to all of you for tuning in and staying with us through this whole awkward um, outing or outro. And until next time, <laughs> dive in. Stay curious and be happy. That's great. <laughs>Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.